If you like weird history, true crime, haunted and paranormal, then pause the podcast you're listening to right now and subscribe to Ghost Town wherever you listen to podcasts. We also have a video component to our favorite Ghost Town episodes at youtube.com slash Jason Horton. Episodes like The Los Feliz Murder House, The Toxic Lady, The Black Dahlia, Janis Joplin's Hotel Room, The Haunted Roosevelt Hotel, and more. Just go to youtube.com slash Jason Horton. That's youtube.com slash J-A-S-O-N-H-O-R-T-O-N. And while you're there, please subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Thank you. It's the Friends Without Benefits podcast. My name is Jason Horton. Welcome to the show. We are one month into 2018. How are you? How are you doing? And I want an answer. If you're if you're going for a walk and listening to this, if you're in your car, if you're at a party and you're like, hey, we don't need any music, the Friends Without Benefits podcast will really get the party started. Wherever you are, in your head or out loud, say how you're feeling. If it's like one word a sentence, a monologue, whatever it is, uh, do it. Try it. I won't know if you do or don't, but do it. If I had to uh, answer that question, and I think I do, I would say I'm all right. I think it's the. I was going to say I'm good, but good is like, uh, you know, I'm good. It's a, it's a standard, and it means a lot of different things at a lot of different times, but I think I'm all right is, uh, is what I'm going to go with right now, and uh, it's going to get even better in this episode because uh, my guest Noah Barron, uh, you may have seen him on the show The Middle. He'll be in an upcoming episode of Legion, which is a Marvel show, and uh, he's in the movie Hail Caesar, the Coen's Brothers movie. Coen's Brothers. Coen Brothers. It's not Coen's Brothers. It's not the Coen's Brothers. Coen Brothers movie. Hail Caesar. And uh, he's been on a YouTube He's been in a YouTube. There's got to be some people who say that, right? Oh, I saw him on the YouTube. I saw him in the YouTube. Well, he's he's definitely in and on a YouTube, so I'll be talking to him. Uh, other good news about the show, we are on New and Noteworthy on Apple Podcast, formerly iTunes, I think. I think that's the proper wording. And as, I, as I'm doing this right now, which is uh, very close to when this is getting released... It is on New and Noteworthy. If you go there and you're like, it's not there, you stupid liar. Why would I lie about this? Why would I? It's not that impressive. But I, I, I was excited because uh, originally when the f- show first came out, it was on New and Noteworthy. And I guess it was more new. And I guess now it is more noteworthy. Although I don't know what has made it noteworthy. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe they think, maybe they, it's so under the radar and lacks impact so much that they're like, oh, I, I guess this is a do. Let's put it in the new and noteworthy section. But it's there. I'm excited for that. Uh, I am doing uh, stand-up. I haven't been doing as many open mics, um, but I'm still doing them. But I uh, have some new material that I don't know when I'm going to do. And you haven't even heard the old material, and you probably never will. It's great. If you never, if you heard it, you know it's like, it's whatever. Uh, I'll be performing at Flappers in Burbank. Friday, February 2nd at 9.30 p.m. And I have some other shows, uh, but they are later, and I will let you know later. But for now, here's my conversation with Noah Barron. All right, so, okay. Here's what I 
know about you, or I think I do, and it's obnoxious, these facts I'm going to give you. I'm You're sorry. from Boston? Yeah. Okay. White guy. Well, I guess, yeah. And you were in a frat. I was, yes. So already people don't like you. Well, when you put it that way, I guess I mean, people, people listening like... right now don't like you. Yeah. But we're going to get them to like you. I hope so. We're really starting on a low point. Yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to start a low point. Well, I'm also Jewish, so okay, they'll probably like me a little more. Yeah, I, that's a little I stuff. Just don't don't be like, hey, listen, I got, a, I got a black friend. I have multiple black friends. And it's Hanukkah. While we're recording, yeah, yeah. So, that's something. For yeah, that's, me. that's that's something. Okay, so you're playing that card. Great, <laughs> the Hanukkah um, card. Well, are you? Were you born in Boston? <laughs> yeah, born and raised. Oh wow, right outside Cambridge. Yeah. Uh, uh, have you, you heard? Even of, say, oh god. oh god. Even just saying uh, Cambridge. Have you heard of? Um, there's a university called Harvard. Yeah. Yeah, I grew up on the same block as that. Okay. So, hate me more. I dropped out of community college five times. Is that a true statement? Yes. Wait, actually? Yeah. How would you go to college five times and drop out five times? Bad life choices. I also grew up... The, the town that I grew up in uh, is routinely on the top 10 most dangerous cities in the United States to live in per, like, you know, they're based on you know, square mileage and how many cri- how many uh, violent crimes are happening. Wait, really? And, yeah. Where did you grow up? Uh... I, Newburgh, New York. I thought you grew up in New York. Yeah. Um, people generally are just like, where's Newburgh? But if I say Poughkeepsie. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know if it's south of, P- it's maybe like 20 minutes from Poughkeepsie um, in a different county. I would have never thought that you grew up in an area that was not safe. No, 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 no. I was once, I was, I got in a fight with someone once and then they came and when I was at the mall and they pulled a gun on me. And came, yeah. And it was bad. Really? So go back to Cambridge. What was going on? With I got a knife pulled on me in Cambridge. Oh, okay. By these three guys in ski masks when oh, yeah. I was walking back from theater class. They're like, give me your LL bean bag, man. They actually <laughs> said, give me your airheads. <laughs> Swear to God. Oh, really? The candy? I, I had two airheads. I had a red one. I'll never How did they know you had it? Because I was holding them. Because <laughs> I had just gotten them from the market. And I was walk- I was about to go through Harvard University because you have to go from, uh, from my high school yeah. to the bus station. You have to cut through Harvard. Yeah. And I had these two airheads, and they pulled a knife on me, and they're like, give me your airheads. And I was like, no. And I wouldn't give them my airheads. And I was like, there's no way they're going to stab me in Harvard University for airheads. And I was, like, headstrong, so I just didn't give them my airheads. But if they did, somebody, and you survived, if people were like, why didn't you just give them the airheads? You're like, I don't know. <laughs> no, I didn't think they would do it. This story would be very different how if old, I got stabbed. How old were you and they, do you think? I mean, I don't know if you got 14. 14? 14 or 15. Wow. Yeah. So stupid. They're terrible criminals. Terrible. They're ending up like we're, we're risking so much. For airheads. For, for, well, man. they wanted my wallet, but I was like, I don't have it. I oh. did, obviously. They're you like, had, did you, did you know like, oh, sometime in the future, I'm going to have a little backpack on my cell phone to put my, uh, put my credit cards. A little in. so inside like, joke between us that yeah, no yeah, one yeah. else is going to get. Well, I said this to my wife. I was like, oh, you got, your phone has a little backpack. When you, uh, and then we were discussing like, because here's the thing is, I'll, I, I'll feel insecure without my wallet. Not that there's anything in it of value. It's not like, oh, it's like represents money for me. That's the thing. It represents debt for me. But get rid of it. <sighs> get a little sticky thing. Put it on your phone. I don't even have a phone case. I'm a badass. Oh, see, I can't do that. I've dropped this phone. What phone is that? 6S. See, I have an X, so I'm very advanced. You have an X? Yeah, I'm. <sighs> it's like a status symbol. 
Jesus. It's to like book that guy. He's got an iPhone X. He must be very confident in doing well. They're like, guy with the 6S. Like, know, man. I don't know. I may be a Cambridge track guy, but yeah. at least I don't have an X. Wait, wait, when did you first uh, decide, like, oh, I want to be an actor? I started acting when I was nine years old. Okay which is very young. Yeah. And I decided because I would always pretend to be a Power Ranger with one of my mm. uh, girlfriends when we were like six years old and like jump on her trampoline. And then I was like, Mom, I want to do this full time. So I got into... I don't want to do... I, wanna, I don't want to do this nine to three, <laughs> four days a week. I want nine to five, five days a week. Seven days a week. Oh. Uh, so I started doing theater in, in Boston. I started doing... Is that competitive? I mean, imagine there's got to be a, a... Not when you're nine years old. Yeah. You're just kind of placed in... It was a musical theater. Okay. And I was Professor Von Helsing in Dracula, okay. which was my first role. And uh, then when I went to my second university, American University, I had opportunity to dual major. I was majoring in broadcast journalism. And they were like, if you stay an extra semester, because I already lost a lot of credits from transferring in, you can get a dual major in theater. I was like, yeah, let's do that. And I did that. And then I was like, I want to do this instead of broadcast. What was what were the things beside the Power Rangers, which is a classic influence, totally for actors? I mean, well, that's like what most it's mo it's standard. Say, right? It's like Brando. Why you do you I mean? want to be yeah. an actor of the Power Rangers? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what um what were other were there other influences or things that you you know saw that you're like oh this is cool I want to be like that? There was a moment where I was taking a business of acting class in college, and my professor Carl at the time said, write down the rest of the sentence. He said, I want to be an actor because dot, dot, dot. And I wrote something down, and he said, okay, now look at that sentence. If it's anything negative, don't be an actor anymore. Like, if it's for other people, if it's like, because I, I want people to respect me, or like, because I want to prove to my ex-girlfriend that I'm going to be someone, or like, because my family doesn't support me. And I, I wrote down, because I enjoy being in front of a camera or on stage more than anything in the world. And that's true. And that moment kind of secured to me, like, yeah, this is what I want. What about being in front of a microphone? Where no one can see you. <laughs> yeah, this... But this, he look, this if people are like, well, what does this lesson. guy look like? I mean, they'll probably put it together. But he looks exactly like what you think he looks like. Do I? Uh, no, not, I not, don't think not so. typical. But... Because um, the blonde hair. People wouldn't think... Like, I don't look Jewish. No, but you don't not. Right. You know. I'm on board with that. Yeah, you're fair. Thank you. Ish skinned. Yeah. Yeah. Not that that's bad. Or well, like that. is it good? Um, I can't keep up with what's good or bad anymore, man. I don't know what's good. I don't 2017, know what to say. man. It's so bad. Yeah, 2018. Like, oh, yeah. We're in it now. We're in 2000. As, as people are hearing this, we are in 2018. Oh, man. You can't. Whatever you say is going to be offensive. <laughs> so just... Yeah, it's going to be. Or maybe everything's like, you know what? Anything goes now. 2018 yeah. is 2018 is the year of we're anything gonna, goes. We're not going to try to figure that out. Um, were your parents on board with that? Or were they like, hey, be more practical? Dude, my parents were like, my entire family, my sister and my parents were, they're all artists. So. I never had the, like, don't go into the school Do marketing. Yeah, exactly. Never, never, never. My mom was always like, what are you going to do if acting doesn't work out? And I was like, shut up, mom. And she said that to you, what, three days ago? <laughs> <laughs> she said that to me every single day. Yeah. I think now she finally realizes, like, oh, you're going to you're gonna be able to do this. Well, because, is it the thing of, like, the, the possibility of earning a living or it's the actual earning of the living? Oh, that's deep. You know? Because for me, for me a little bit, it's like, oh— because some people don't even get the possibility of the opportunity right. to make the living. Right. Um, so I think – and of course, you know, online and, and you know, with the way we put ourselves out there, we put ourselves out there as like, hey, things are happening. Even if if I'm not currently right now in front of a camera or get, getting a paycheck, 
the opportunity is there. Yeah. The, the likelihood is high mm-hmm. if I can just stick it out. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little of both, honestly, because the opportunity, opportunities don't come from people who don't work for them. Like, I, I hear a lot of my actor friends complaining about their careers and things not going well. It's because like, you're, you're, I'm not, uh, you're surrounded by that thing. You're in that world. And yeah. I, when I come to, when I, like, hey, I don't, I'm not in this world. I mean, I am in the sense of people that are in the improv or comedy scene that mm-hmm. also do, and there are, there are a lot like that, but those conversations don't come up as much. Totally. Where yours come up probably are more, more active because you're constantly, you're training and you're around the, you're in that industry. Right. I do the actor's actor thing. Yeah. Not the, I mean, I've done the improv, I've done the comedy sure. stuff as well, but my background is the acting thing. And yeah, I mean, I, on the side, I also run an acting studio. Yeah. So. But you're around the, you're around the personalities See, I'm, I was always more around that, like, if people were, like, negative or whatever, it was, like, now lately with stand-up comedy or the improv scene, which is usually, you know, it's it's um, it's very collaborative. And if you're doing improv and, and the people, if they're frustrated or whatever, it's because they thought they were maybe the funniest person wherever they were from. They came here and they're like, oh, everybody's funny and everyone's good at this. Whereas acting is there's a lot of – there's a lot more no's, I think, because you're always auditioning or you're just – not getting the part totally i mean it's a career you're basically becoming like a professional person at being rejected i mean you're gonna get rejected more times than you're gonna get accepted not if you never try oh man which is my model i'm doing good don't try because you never get rejected never get rejected That's that's really smart uh so what was the point where you're like oh i need to like I'm kicking so much ass here in Cambridge. Never. Uh, that I need to get out of here and go to Los Angeles. It was uh, so I graduated in DC uh, from American University, and right, which off, is a real place. You can't just Washington DC or American University. Well, no, it's just kind of like American. Hello, heard of it? And then University, it's a school. Right. Those words. Yeah, together. no, that's true. I guess people wouldn't actually think that's a real school. It they sounds like it's on a TV show. It's like, what are you going to drop out of American University now? Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> Veep actually just made a reference to it in one of their last episodes. Okay. Um, it's a real university uh, in Washington, D.C., as you would assume. What's it known for? Uh, being called American University. Yeah. I think. No, they have a really good um, SIS program, which is um, one of the programs that they have that they're really not, good at. Not ISIS program. No. <laughs> Don't go to that program. Do not go Drop to... that class if you're in it. Man, this is going downhill <laughs> fast. I'm just saying. Uh, it, it's something with it's something with government. Yes, that's my foot that you're playing foot. Yeah, I was wondering. I was like, ooh. And I was like, is this, is this the table? Like, is it the, the leg of the table or is it your foot? No, it's my foot. Oh. Uh, so I graduated from American and the real university. In what? What was your degree? Theater and broadcast journalism, okay. dual degree. Uh, theater performance arts and then broadcast, which was also called BJ. So all my classes were like BJ1 and BJ2. Mm-hmm. Um, I booked a feature film like right off the bat, like a lead of a romantic comedy, and that shot in DC. Now, is that a uh, like a wide release feature? No, I don't think it ever saw. I think it like did like a limited release. Limited to the person's living room. <laughs> yeah. They rented a theater and they held a premiere. Yeah. But I was already in LA. And then, so that happened and then I fulfilled my contract and then one of my best friends at the time and I just drove across the country. H- had you visited? Never. Uh, yeah. Same here. When, I, when I, mo- I moved from New York to, uh, originally San Diego, never been to California. I remember that. San Diego. Yeah. So I, I never, I was just like, I know I want to get out. So. I mean, I don't understand how people could not love Los Angeles. I love, when I love Los Angeles. I 
I mean, there's other places that I do love. I mean, I still like obviously have a thing with New York. Of and course. You know what I mean, like I love London is like one of my favorite cities, but I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. And people complain about it. It's like, yeah, but yes, you're probably right to complain about anything. But it's like if you don't like if you like, oh, it sucks. It's like then then don't be here. Yeah. Because chances are, if you're complaining about it, no, you're here voluntarily. It's not like, listen, you're so talented. You're so hot. The government demands you <laughs> to, to be, be in here. Los Angeles. And to be an actor or a model or a writer or whatever it is that you are. Yeah. No, no. I just don't understand how. Like, right now, as we're recording, it's December, and it's, it's going to be like 75 degrees today. Oh. We're 20 minutes away from the, the ocean. Like, We're probably near a Whole Foods. Oh, we are. There's a Whole Foods right there. Yeah, I'm so it's pointing like, at a Whole come Foods. On. How could you not love life here? Uh, so when you was it hard for you to leave? Like, was it a hard decision, or was it? Did you have to leave people behind? Or I, I'm a weird person. I'm not very like I'm sentimental, but I no. Like I never yeah. thought twice about you're it. You're pretty. You're pretty. Uh, for I know about you, it is is you're very you seem like a man of your word. Yeah, which I respect. Because I, if I say I want to do something, I do it. Totally, hundred percent. That's why I don't put things out there that I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do this. Because if I don't know I'm gonna do it, I'm not gonna put it out there. And I'm totally, I'm the exact same way. And like you and I had a venture together that we were trying to do that I won't mention. Yeah. But then like it stopped. It stopped, yeah. and that really frustrated me. Right. For neither of our faults. But it was like we said we were gonna do this, and now we're not doing it, and that like breaks my soul. Because yeah. if you are gonna say you're gonna do something, you're gonna do it. Yeah, I mean, th- th- things come to an end, and that's fine. But totally. you at least have to do the thing before it should come to the end. No, I, I, and things happen. Yep. Uh, but no, you're, you're determined, organized, man of your word. I um, try. Follow through, yeah. which I respect. Oh. If I, you know, if I say, you know, if I'm like, if I say you're a, a good texter, like you, resp- you, you, re- you, your text response is, I think, the standard to me. Man, I appreciate that because I get so frustrated with people who don't text back, like right away. Yeah, well, if I yeah, if I don't, if there's uh, human error sometimes. Totally. That I was like, I overlooked it, but the thing is, I don't. I want to check boxes off. You me know? too. I just want to be done. It's off the table, and it's on you. If you got to get back to me, great. Then, but it's not you waiting. That is like how I live my life. Yeah. Every single thing I do, whether it's a text or. A, a DM, a, yeah, a, D, a DM. <laughs> that's a checkbox in my brain. That's like I gotta, I gotta check that off. Yeah, uh, it's on my list of things to do. So you get to Los Angeles, and what do, do you have a plan? Or I had no plan. Yeah. I knew nothing. Like I, in retrospect, it was really dumb what I did. But uh, I crashed with one of my fraternity brothers in the first night, and then by the second night, I think I signed a lease in Burbank in the Valley. Um, I knew nothing about anything. Someone told me, like, the valley's nice. I was like, okay. So I, I got a lease there. Um, and then I just hit the ground running. I started, like, uh, auditioning for short films on, like, Craigslist because I didn't know how to – like, I didn't know anything. And I was like, I have my degree. And the like, internet wasn't as, you know, as, as sophisticated as it is now as far as, like, correct. knowing what to look for, how totally. to connect with people. It was still – Was there backstage? You look at – the backstage print, was that was – that, that was a thing, but, like, I knew nothing. Yeah. And – like right now the gold standard is like this kind of boring but it's like actors access and la casting which we i think recently talked about yeah um they've they've streamlined everything pretty well exactly but i didn't even know about those so i was just like submitting on craigslist and carrying your headshots around the city totally like getting new headshots but i came to la i was like i have my degree in theater like i don't have to be in classes and then i told someone that they're like you're an idiot yes you have to keep training the the theater 
did the theater actively help or did it just help in the sense that like uh you know i'm kind of like a little bit warm or was it like no this is i put this into practice that's really interesting uh, i could go either way i think it helped it helped acting on stage and acting on camera are very very different and i was so used to acting on stage so big and which broad. is a performance it's yeah. big you gotta play to a, a large house the back of the audience has to hear you but the good thing for me is i was always told by my professors that i didn't enunciate enough and i wasn't big enough like i wasn't uh performance e enough so then when you go to camera i naturally am better because i already do, like in life we don't enunciate perfectly right we minimum output exactly because i don't know and that's what film is serving energy i don't know what it is sure sure or we just we're not like aware of it so we just um so that was that was good for me that i wasn't great at theater so it transitioned well to film Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, I'm Roy. And I'm Maul. And we're the hosts of the new Roy and Maul podcast. That's right. I know you're probably listening to a podcast that you actually like right now, and we just interrupted it with an ad. That's all right. We're here. And I appreciate if you didn't hit the 15 second skip button. Listen to our show where we cover topics like music, mm-hmm. movies, yes. TV shows, which you love to binge watch. Of course. Just lifestyle stuff. And give off crazy stories about our day to day lives. Yeah. Check us out on the New Rory Mall podcast. Listen to wherever you get your podcast and let us know how you're feeling about our show. And once you're done listening to this podcast that you actually like, maybe you could check us out. How did you survive uh, like money-wise? I had saved up a lot of money. Um, hey, you didn't again, even give up those airheads. So you were I didn't, money. right. That was 30 cents right there. Yeah, boom. And you invest that. It goes about 78. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, then you, it compounds the interest. Right. <laughs> Math and then, of course, science. Um, well, I'm Jewish and I'm the stereotype and I'm very, I'm so many people are offended by that and I don't understand why, but anyway, I'm very good at money and with money. So I good at money. I'm good at money. Money and I were just good at each other. Uh, so I saved up a lot. So I had a lot on me, but then, um, I, I, I like did random jobs. You know, I got a job at uh, Banana Republic. I got a job doing valet, got a job being an assistant for an acting coach. Now I run the acting studio that he's opened. He and I opened together in his name. Um, That's the one on M- Melrose, right? Santa Monica. It's on Santa Monica. Yeah. Wait, am I th- what am I thinking of? Uh, Anthony Mendel's? I think he's on Santa Monica, too. Oh, I thought that was the, I thought that was the one you. No, there. Anthony Gilardi Acting Studio. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think the one on Melrose and Fairfax. Oh, okay. That I used to rehearse improv out of. That's funny. Yeah, no, yeah. this is a different, different one. one. Okay. A lot of people confuse us for that one. Yeah. Though. Um. Not not anyone listening is probably no. Confused. They're like they who, don't who, care about either are, those people equally. We don't care about either. Where are your listeners from? You don't know, right? It's probably just like all over. Um, I mean, I looked at statistics. Sometimes there's a lot of uh, obviously U.S. Uh, there is a lot of Los Angeles, yeah, because of the 
you know the nature of the content a lot of japan really yeah i don't know why wow so hello well hello to everyone though hello to everyone uh so um but then you got involved in uh whereas i think we kind of started connecting in the world of youtube Mm -hmm. now how did that like from somebody that's comes from traditional you know and then this is we'd say non-traditional but now it's all it's all the same yeah no new media it's all just media well it still exists but yes it's all correct um I think it kind of goes back to what you said of like man to your word and like you're determined do these things to me it was like you know I was doing casting director workshops and paying money for that to to read in front of casting directors instead of spending my money there I was like why don't why don't I start making content putting myself out there and then that happened and I through that I brought myself into the union to be in the SAG after union and videos did well and I was like, oh, people like seeing this, kept doing it. And then we met along that way. And then that was pretty much it. I mean, my my fan base isn't anywhere near yours. Well, mine is on YouTube. I mean, YouTube is, you know, for me, for for you, based on what we do and um, the amount of time we're willing to put into it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think it's it's there. People are still watching the stuff. People can still find you. Totally. And if people want to look at it and be like, oh, can I get a gist of like what these mm-hmm. guys do or whatever? You're going to get that. So it's still serving its purpose. It's not actively like growing at the rate you probably, you know, wanted to. Totally. Um, I think but, you and I have the same like exact thought on YouTube. Yeah. And it's real. It's realistic, but it's not to be, uh, to be too positive about it and put all your eggs in that basket. It's a bad idea, but also to be like, Oh, this is not work for me. I hate everything is also because it's, it is serving some purpose. Cause there's probably somebody like, Oh, Hey, you're, you're, you know, your video surfaced, whether it's on Facebook or, or whatever, um, you're getting something out of it. And the people that are looking at, it, they don't know what they're, they're, they're not looking and going, this is not a huge successful YouTube channel. They'll be like, Oh, some of these videos have a lot of views. I couldn't agree more. I had, um, I was kind of pitched for a lead role of a feature film in the last month, and they went on my YouTube channel to see if they wanted me. And the director and producer of this feature film that would film in Atlanta are like, this guy's great. Let's have him come in before anyone else. So I'm already the front runner of this feature film because of that. Yeah. And it's like, I look at my subscribers, I'm like, oh, 24,000, that's nothing. But then people listening probably, if they're not on YouTube, they're probably like, screw this guy, 24,000, that's a lot. Yeah. But and th- there's also people that are... There's people that are watching your video that are not subscribed. That's why the subscriber thing is a little bit. Point seven percent of my views come from subscribers. Subscribers, yeah. Point seven. Yeah. That's ninety nine point three are not subscribed to me. Yeah. So it's, I think the the fact of the matter is that people are consuming what you're putting out there. They're just not, and that's what's that's what's important though. Yeah, it's exactly. People that are that are watching. Um. So I, from what I and I could be wrong, that you uh your first big big shot break yeah uh was uh uh hail caesar yeah Cohen brothers i remember we were shooting a video and you were talking about like um in, you know i'm meeting with the Cohen. you auditioned for them right the Cohen yeah, brothers yeah i auditioned for it and then i got a call back and they were at the call back and i remember like hearing that i was like that's already that's already the success yeah like to me i was just like i don't even need to hear anything else past that because to me i was like that's so cool and even if you walked in there and they're like we will never work with this guy. This guy is the worst. He should just leave Los Angeles. I'd be like, I still audition for the Coen brothers. That's funny. Uh, so I heard that. And then uh, you were in it. And I was like, you know, the movie was uh, good. Yeah. It's good. It was I mean, Coen brothers. It, it, was, it, was, it, was a, it was a good. There's a lot I liked about it. 
I felt like the stakes weren't really super high. Yeah, I mean, but I everyone was good in it. And it yep. looked good. Great, and cast. you're in it, and you're like uh, opposite Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, and Josh Brolin. Yeah, yeah. But I'll start with Scarlett Johansson, and then end with Josh Brolin. Yeah. Well, I like. Listen, they're both. Great. They're both fantastic. Um, I would have been. I, were you nervous? Um, a little bit because it was the first one, and like that's that's a hell of a first one to get, yeah. right? Like the biggest names in Hollywood with yeah. the Cohen brothers and Roger Deakins, who's the most winningest cinematographer of all time. So I was, but then I kind of just like on set. So there was like five hundred people, and they were like, "All right, everyone out, a team in," and it was me, Josh, yeah. Scarlett, Joel, Ethan, Deakins. So it was just us. It was just a small group of people. And then I was like, this is happening. This is real. Um, then once they brought everyone in, I kind of like had this talk with myself. I was like, you got this. Like, you belong here. You can com- you can go head to head with these with these stars. Like, they've got, you've got everything they have. What have they, any of them done lately? You Nothing. Know what I mean? I've never really, heard of exactly. any, ever that. None of them ever did anything Mm-mm. while you were sitting here on this podcast. I mean, and doing YouTube videos, like, yeah. what YouTube videos have they done, really, yeah, right? I, probably none. Probably very few. They probably just get into their, like, gold helicopter and, like, don't make YouTube videos. Right. Uh, so from there, were you like, oh, this is it? No. But I was like, oh, booking is possible. Yeah, yeah. Because that's a big thing, yeah, yeah. right? Like, you audition, as we talked, you audition so much that it's just so much rejection, which, again, doesn't. It doesn't phase me. It really doesn't because I see the long game. But that one, I was like, oh, it is physically possible to book a role. Yeah, If you can do it once, why not two, ten, mm-hmm. fifty, a thousand times? Yeah. And Just every time it. you book it, it feels like that yeah. again. It's like, oh, I did it again, and I, I can do it again. So then after that, your dry spell. A little bit of a dry spell. <laughs> yeah, for about 17 years. Yeah, yeah, it's worth that. Because uh, that was 20 years but ago. But from there, like, what do you, like, how do you kind of be like, okay, what do I, what's next? Because, like, from that, it's like, do you do you change? Is anything change? Or you're like, you just keep moving forward the way you have been? I think it's just, like, marketing it as much as you can of, like, I was in a Coen Brothers movie and, you know, people. I would start and end every single conversation with that. I typically do. Yeah. I typically Yeah, do. I, I would just be like. Uh, hello, Bill Collector. I was in a coma. He's like, oh. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, He's like, probably like, so was I. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, we live in L.A. No, yeah, I was too. Also, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I, I got some interviews from it. Like, I was on the front page of my local newspaper, which is cool. That's very cool. They did a Q&A about me. I actually just found out two days ago that I'm going to have um, my American University is going to, I'm going to be their uh, profile in April. How do you – did you – how do they find that out? I'm, I I email. Yeah. Because, like, I don't have a PR person, so I just do all my own stuff. I email any, like, publication that I have a connection to. And I'm like – In some way, like, hey, I'm a former – Yeah, hey, I grew up there. I grew up in Cambridge. Or, hey, I went to AU. Or, hey, this or this or that. And I'm like, if you want to do a piece on me, that'd be cool. I just put myself out there. And the other day, like, I did an interview for a publication in D.C. that's going to come out this Friday. And that'll be cool also. Um so every time I book something, I kind of like, yeah, reach out to a few new people. Maybe I should do that. Maybe yeah. you have you're with your fan base. Like, you have to me, you're more successful of a artist or a creator or whatever than I. Am. Yeah, but I'd rather just be on. I'd rather just book TV shows. I would too. Yeah, but I, I'm not at that level yet. Yeah, I mean, I like I'm not consistently because well, uh, just for example, for people like just because okay. You can find that success and it could still not work out. Like you, I'm try, like I've 
book things that have never come out. I'm sure you've totally. booked shot things that never come out. There's always that situation. Uh, but you you sh- did an episode of the middle, yeah, the show the middle, and your part got cut or did the episode whatever happened my part got 100% cut cut out. and that's not like an anomaly it happens it happens all the time there's like a good chance like 50% chance that you're not going to so even if you do all the work you go and you go to the callbacks you do the thing and the fitting and you show up and you shoot it you still might not it still might not work out right and you and, get the check from the shooting but then you don't get all the residuals right. which is really where the money comes in how do you so how do you deal like how do you roll with that well, the middle was the first time, and first and so far only time, knock on wood, that it's happened. Um, I kind of just like dealt with it. Like, there's literally, it sucked. It's like, disappointing. It's disappointing, but like, there's nothing I could do. And it's kind of with YouTube. It's like I didn't put all my eggs in that one basket of that one booking. Um, and then it led to me booking it again. And my episode came out three weeks ago, and it was a bigger role, a bigger scene, a f- more fun scene. Do you think? If that ep- so, if that episode aired, this one would not have had would- totally. Okay, yeah, I didn't know. You know, I don't know the story of the. Yeah, yeah. If 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 that episode came out, I had three words. I wouldn't have gotten my recent check, which was double the amount of the original sure. check because we were on set so long. I wouldn't have gotten the clip for my my reel because it was so short that like it's not even a scene. This one is like five, like four or five lines, and it's a. Like, good solid scene to put out to casting directors and producers to be like, Hey, call this guy in, you know, for my agents and managers to pitch me with. Um, so it was a blessing in disguise. So it worked out. It couldn't have worked out any better really. Uh, so, and I know this is something that you maybe can't talk about him and whether you can or can't maybe by the time the episode comes out and I record the intro, I may, I can mention it, but you booked another television show yeah i just booked another one um which feels really good to you know again to 2017 right now it feels amazing to end the year like this um yeah i wish i really wish i could talk about it my agent literally just said not to, not to. well then you know maybe we'll it. It, it, i'll let you know when the episode comes up and uh this ep- this episode goes up which will be in where we're in probably right now, probably January. Mm-hmm. Um, Happy New Year, everyone, by the Happy way. Happy New Year. Yeah. Happy New Year. Uh, uh, we'll see what we can mention about it, but it sounds – what you're telling me, I wish we were talking about it right now. I'll say that it is a small role on an X-Men show. In that universe. In that universe, in the X-Men universe. and Which is a very exciting thing to be – Yeah, I mean, you know I'm like a comic book yeah, nerd. So this, yeah, you're... My apartment's – yeah, all superhero stuff, right? Yeah. Like you, you, like you've seen, like I think you've seen the Avengers once. The movie? Yeah, you saw the first one. once. The one with the this. Uh, I think the uh, uh, oh, Scarlet was in that one. Yeah, and Robot Man. Uh, it was like Robot Man, uh, Kevin uh, Iron Robot. Yeah, and then Kevin the roommate. Kevin James. In, <laughs> Kevin James. The, yeah, right, he, right. the he was in the Avengers. Of Karate Man. Yeah, it's good stuff. So great, you're an expert. Great film. Yeah. Great. Seen it once. I turned it off towards the end, but <laughs> I think it's a good movie. Yeah, so that's really cool. Like, to be able to be in the X-Men universe, as small as it is, to me, I'm still in the X-Men universe. Um, and that's really cool. Hopefully, they'll they'll use this character again. I don't know if they will. I don't think they know if they will. But, um, you know, f- as a comic guy, to have booked this... It's it's awesome. Do you do you think there is a, 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 a you know for people that are listening and for 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 me because I don't uh, you know what I mean I audi- you know, I audition for 
the shows. Yeah. Um, but I did hear something. I was actually going to bring this up to you. Uh, do you know Nikki Limo? Of course. Yeah. Nikki was just on that show, Speechless. She was? Yeah. Oh. And I remember I was like, oh, congratulations. I was like, really excited for her. Because she's very – didn't bring it up until it came out, which I was like – I'd be I, – I probably would be trying not to mention Well, that's it. smart. You're not supposed to. You're not supposed to. Yeah. Um, but we were talking about it, and I was like, oh, yeah, I went in for that show. And she's like, she's like, I went in for it like a couple of times. And she's like – I think she said the girl she went in for it seven times. I went in for the middle 17 times. Okay. So there's – for people listening, it's like – it's almost like asking out someone on a date, them saying no. But they're saying, keep asking me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't – I like you enough for you to keep asking me out on this date. This is something that I always tell people, and I don't know if I've told this yeah. to you, but with rejection in Hollywood, I don't see it as rejection. I see it as you're going to a Hawaiian-themed party. I don't know why you'd be going to a party, but you are. And you go to Ross Dress for Less, and you have $20 to spend. You need a shirt. You find 10 shirts you love, but you can only afford one because you only have $20. So you're going to buy the one that's perfect for the party you're going to. But you might come back for the other nine and buy them at another point. Yeah. That's how I see auditioning. It's every time I go in for an audition, I'm saying, hey, here I am. I'm this shirt. Am I the right fit for tonight? No? Cool. Tell me when you're going to this, the hotties and toddies themed party and then cast me then. Like, So I don't see it as we're rejecting you. If I go in, if I do my job, and this is for anyone, Like, if you go in and you do your thing and do it well – you represent yourself the best you can represent. Totally. And I, I even said to you when you had an audition that I was like, you booked the room. Yeah. And that matters so much more than the role because they're going to keep – I've booked a bunch of rooms. I haven't – I've only booked you know five or so things, but I have so many rooms booked that they just keep bringing me back until I'm going to book the role that I'm right for. And if not, I mean, obviously, you sound like you could work at Ross and do a pretty good job. I just, like yeah, that. well, I just kind of pitched them for free. Yeah, exactly. So. They got a free plug. Hit me up, Ross. Yeah, for I was just like, I was like, now they don't have to because people, they, you know what I mean? They, they people that are listening definitely are like, I need to get, I need that TJ Maxx Ross kind of like. They're like, like world. Yeah, why aren't I invited to that? Um, uh, all right, well, party? Uh, well, 2018, I'm sure will be uh, great for you and for you. It's gonna be a good year. Yeah. With that attitude, yeah. And hey, listen, I got the the thinning too. Is my and you, well, it, yeah, dude. It's out there. I was like, I uh, I had to audition for this, even though I was friends with uh, you know Michael and Steve and and uh, Michael and Jana that you know made the movie, and I've been in their other movies. But I had because you know like YouTube Red had to approve, cast mm-hmm. director had to approve. So we did a tape thing, and I was like, I don't even want to do this. And you're like, No, you can do this. And you did a really really good job and coached me. And um, well, you did the good job. We just worked on it. I, and I felt I was like, This is so bad. This is not because it's not comedy, right? You know, at all. And uh, it was actually pretty intense. So I wrapped it. You know, obviously, as we're as we're hearing this, I, I did it. And uh, so. I don't know if, if you're out if you need advice or out there. This dude charges eight hundred dollars a minute. That's me. He's totally worth it. Uh, where can we find you online so we can not look at it? <laughs> yeah, definitely don't look at it. <laughs> yeah, uh, at Noah Barron everywhere. N O A H B A R O N. They can probably also look at the podcast because my name's gonna be there. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The name will be there. Um, I'll just be just another. Just, it'll just be like this episode. It's another guy. It's another white acting. Jewish guy talking about from acting. Cambridge. Yeah. Um, yeah. Noah Barron on um, Facebook. I'm pretty big on YouTube and Instagram and Twitter. I mean, all of them. I'm just Noah Barron. Okay, so people know where to find you. They know. Yeah, they should. Well, thanks for having me, Jason. Oh, yeah, thanks for being here. Of course. Is that it? Do we do All it? Right, real talk. Now let's get down to it. it.
America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.